Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. A day early because sometimes you have to do it. Welcome to the State of Wrestling Bonus Show, and we have a lot to get into. Look, you know Not Sam is a daily upload channel, and you know that usually this show comes out on Thursdays, but there's bigger news. Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast came out this morning. You can get it on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and NotSam.com. But then, just hours after the podcast came out, huge wrestling news was announced. As of July 19th, the brand split is back. Raw and SmackDown go their separate ways with separate talent, separate writing staffs, separate everything. We've been talking about the brand split for a long time, and anybody that listens to the podcast knows I've been in favor of a brand split for months. But I am shocked that they decided to do this with no storyline whatsoever. No tension building between Shane and Stephanie, no reason for talent to be separated. This was an announcement that was put out in the trades. Variety got the scoop. It's a surprise and it's unexpected, but it's a good look for WWE, who now have the stuff that they're doing being reported by mainstream entertainment outlets, not just schmucks with YouTube shows. So first and foremost, the reason this brand split is great is for SmackDown. SmackDown is now going to be live and is going to have talent and storylines that are exclusive to that show. I'm about as big a WWE fan as it gets, and I find it difficult sometimes to find a reason to have to watch SmackDown. Now, SmackDown becomes a show that you don't want to miss, unless you don't mind seeing half the roster. Moving SmackDown to Tuesday means that the road schedule that WWE has doesn't get upset at all, which is good for the talent. The house show schedule, everything will pretty much remain intact. But instead of an A and a B team, there's actually going to be a SmackDown crew and a Raw crew. And of course, a bunch of guys won't have to show up to TV on Monday. You have to wonder though, how is it going to affect Raw? Half the roster is gone and you still need to fill three hours of TV. Three hours was too long when you had a roster so big you didn't know what to do with guys. Hopefully, they'll do some serious reformatting and somehow make the three hours work. I don't know how it's done. My biggest question is, will they split the world title again? It feels like they just rejoined the two titles, even though it was a couple years ago. Will they reintroduce the world heavyweight title? You kind of have to. Keep the WWE Championship on Raw, move the Intercontinental Championship to SmackDown, keep the US title on Raw, and then create another top-tier title for SmackDown. One of the things that hurt the brand split when it originally happened was the fact that they really split everything in terms of business. There was a Raw magazine, there was a SmackDown magazine. Aside from the big four, pay-per-views were divided. So the Raw roster worked one pay-per-view, the SmackDown roster would work the next pay-per-view. What happened was less people were buying magazines, which isn't really a problem anyway because it's 2016, and less people were buying pay-per-views because the whole roster wasn't on the show. If I had to put my money on something, I would bet the WWE is going to reinstate brand-exclusive pay-per-views. They're in a very unique opportunity because of the network. Maybe WWE will double the amount of pay-per-views that they do. The brand split allows you to do more pay-per-views because you can do brand-specific pay-per-views. And this time, instead of the audience feeling like you're shaking them down for every last penny, 
you're actually giving them more bang for their buck. Because now, for $9.99, you get twice as many pay-per-views. You don't even have to convince your audience to watch every pay-per-view. As long as there's a perceived value to what they're getting on the network, it's a great idea. Then you start getting into the general manager thing. We've already seen a video, Shane and Stephanie arguing over who's going to get to control SmackDown. It's good positioning, because it makes SmackDown seem like a big deal. It's obvious that if SmackDown is going to be the new show, Shane is going to be the one that has to be in charge of it, because that's his whole M.O. But this is also a great opportunity to write Shane off of TV, at least every week, if that's what you're planning on doing. You heard on the Mick Foley podcast that he did, as I thought from the beginning, he was only asked to come back to do the Undertaker match at WrestleMania. So the idea of Shane not being a permanent fixture on TV is real. With a brand split, the power struggle is over, and Shane McMahon could easily put somebody else in charge of SmackDown so he doesn't have to be on TV every week. There's a ton of options for this. Ric Flair's dance card just freed up. You could put Mick Foley. He was a great general manager. Bring back Eric Bischoff. He's got a DVD coming out. There's even a couple podcasters with YouTube channels that would do it. Maybe we'll see Shane every week on SmackDown. I doubt it, but this is a very organic way to tell that story. Now let's talk about talent. The fact that there's going to be a draft and that talent is going to get split up is what always makes this brand split the most interesting. There's a ton of different ways you can go. Of course, they're building up tension between the old guard and the new era. Does SmackDown become the show of the new era and Raw become the show of the old guard? I don't think you can make it that cut and dry because Raw then feels uncool. SmackDown then feels young and hip. Raw feels established. SmackDown feels like an elevated version of NXT. That old guard versus new era tension has to exist somewhat on both shows. Which leads me to another point. Before we get into talent, it's going to be crucial to find out who is in creative control of these shows. You have to believe that Stephanie McMahon, as the head of creative over there, is going to oversee both of them. But one of the things that made the brand split so special last time was having a brain like Paul Heyman backstage in charge of the SmackDown roster. SmackDown as it was gave us stars like Eddie Guerrero, Brock Lesnar, Edge, Rey Mysterio, rejuvenated Kurt Angle. Raw will probably look like Raw has for the last years upon years upon years, but it's going to be so important that the right person is in charge of SmackDown to make it feel like something that is new and something that you have to see. We're at a point in time where the original idea for the draft, which was to create competition, could actually work. When the original draft first happened, everybody was still in the afterglow of defeating WCW. So the idea of competition never really came about. The internet and social media was also such a smaller voice. In 2016, there is a competition that will develop between these brands. People will read on the internet which brand is more popular. You already see that there is an air of competition between WWE and NXT, and that is on such a smaller scale. If the right person is put in charge of creative on SmackDown, you have the potential to create real competition. It won't be Monday Night Wars level. It's not people fighting for their lives, but it is an opportunity for people to prove that they can outdo one another, which is something that's been missing from WWE for years. So let's talk about who goes where. If I'm putting these rosters together right now, 
I say no doubt about it. Raw is the franchise show. John Cena is the franchise player. John Cena stays on Raw. And Raw being the franchise show, that's the show that kids and family are more used to watching, which means Roman Reigns stays on Raw. And if Roman Reigns is going to stay on Raw, I think he keeps Seth Rollins on Raw too. So with Cena, Rollins, and Reigns being my top three Raw draft picks, who are my top three for SmackDown? Dean Ambrose, AJ Styles, and Bray Wyatt. Raw is a spot where the established main eventers can play. SmackDown is a spot where the guys that are just under that line finally have the chance to shoot through it. If you're developing a world championship that's going to exist on SmackDown, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, AJ Styles, it is an opportunity for all of those guys to finally shine. But SmackDown is not just a place for new guys. You need some credibility as well. That's why the man that was once the legend killer, Randy Orton, needs to show up on SmackDown, and he needs to be the guy on SmackDown taking out the new era. When Randy Orton was in his 20s, he showed up on WWE TV to take out every legend that he could find in order to build himself a spot. It's 2016. Randy Orton is not in his 20s anymore. That's why The Viper needs to show up on SmackDown taking out every new era talent so that he can retain his spot. He's reached the point in his career where he's about to become a legend. The last thing he wants to do is lose his edge. Roman Reigns needs to be a one versus all guy. I've been saying it from the beginning. You know how you do that? Move the Usos to SmackDown. Put Roman Reigns in a spot on Raw where all of his friends have left him. The club should move over to SmackDown alongside AJ. But the Dudley boys can stay on Raw. And the Dudleys are a team that can back up Seth Rollins. Now Roman Reigns has to deal with Seth Rollins and the Dudleys. And whatever other villains Seth Rollins can find to back him up. As I said before, I would move the Intercontinental title over to SmackDown, but I would keep Miz on Raw. Miz is a traditional heel. I think that's his spot. If Chris Jericho is going to stick around, I keep him on Raw, and he almost plays a Randy Orton-type role in the sense that he's a heel that doesn't like, you know, the way things are changing. We can use this opportunity to break up the Lucha Dragons, which is terrible news for Sin Cara, but great news for Kalisto, who would finally have a chance to run as a singles, probably on SmackDown. Cesaro stays on Raw. So does Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens, SmackDown. That's an important move. I think that's more important than separating a tag team is separating Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. This thing goes down July 19th. Have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going to war at Money in the Bank in that ladder match. Maybe even have them do a singles match at the July pay-per-view. But after that, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have separated and we don't know when's the next time we're going to get to see these two fight each other. But it's going to be special when it happens. This creates a level of excitement that wasn't there before for the Money in the Bank match coming up in June because the winner of that match theoretically can now take on the champion from Raw, maybe it's Roman Reigns, or the champion from SmackDown, which means a Raw superstar can win the Money in the Bank ladder match, cash it in on the SmackDown world champion, and then, without a trade, become a member of the SmackDown roster. Or, if they want to go in a different direction, bring the title over to Raw. That would be a little silly because they just established the title, but a lot of things could happen. This makes me feel bad for people like Cody Rhodes. Unless Cody has some other opportunity that we're going to find out about, Cody Rhodes theoretically left WWE because they weren't doing enough with him. 
A week later, they announced this brand split, and SmackDown could have been the perfect playground, as it was a couple years ago, for Cody Rhodes to go nuts. You also have to wonder if this is going to make Ryback come back with his tail between his legs, although I would think, after all this, they probably won't have him back. Believe it or not, I would keep Enzo and Cass on Raw. I think for a team like Enzo and Cass, staying on Raw would elevate them even more, and obviously WWE is committed to them. You have to wonder what this means for the women's division. I don't think the roster is deep enough that you can split it and create two titles. And if the women float between the two rosters, I think it would just add confusion to the brand split. WWE's got this Cruiserweight series coming up on the network. The Cruiserweight Classic. You do have an opportunity to create divisions for each show. What if Raw is the home of the women's division, which I think WWE would want to showcase on a more mainstream level, hence keeping them on Raw, and SmackDown is the home of WWE's brand new cruiserweight division. It gives you reasons to watch both shows, and it immediately differentiates the two products. SmackDown is where you go for the cruiserweight division, Raw is where you go for the women's division. You could have a scenario where the WWE Champion and the Tag Team Champions float in between the two shows, which is what happened at the beginning of the last draft. I personally don't like this because it creates confusion, and it makes it so, as each story is being told, one roster has no champion involved in any storylines because he's over dealing with somebody on another show. Or, because you want to build up your title match, a guy from SmackDown is now on Raw, and once you start doing that... You start chipping away at the integrity of the brand split. I'm hoping it's done right. I'm optimistic it will be done right. I don't think you can do the brand split the way it was at the end of the last brand split. You can't have SmackDown guys on Raw. You can't have Raw guys on SmackDown. As far as pay-per-views go, the big four, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, co-branded pay-per-views. Aside from that, Keep the pay-per-views separated by brand. You need two world champions. You need two sets of tag champions. The roster's deep enough on both sides that you can get that done. You've got your U.S. title. You've got your Intercontinental title. Two separate shows. Raw is the U.S. champion. SmackDown is the Intercontinental championship. There's no reason why this brand split won't work. I think there's a lot of potential to do a lot of fun stuff. And the talent roster is as deep as it has ever been and only getting deeper. And by the way, come SummerSlam, Finn Balor on SmackDown to feud with AJ Styles. The club stays with AJ. These are all just ideas that come from the mind of primetime Sam Roberts. If you want more Sam Roberts wrestling, you got to subscribe to the wrestling podcast. Apollo Crews is my guest this week. Subscribe to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, NotSam.com, and Google Play. We post a State of Wrestling bonus video every week here on the YouTube channel. Every Monday we post a wrestling interview. And there is a video uploaded every day here on the channel, Monday through Friday. Thanks for playing along with me. Over the next two months, it's going to be a lot of fun fantasy booking and theorizing what goes down with this draft. I just realized something. I'm going to completely have to redo my action figure shelf. Oh, this brand split is a lot of work. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.